I have with me uh, Kiran Deshpande. He was at TCS for many, many years. Then was the CEO at Tech Mahindra. Uh, was a founder. Is a very active angel investor. Is on the global board of Thai, global board of IIT Bombay Alumni Association. Also happens to be my dad. I am not at all surprised by this table of <laughs> table of contents, <laughs> things that you wanted to talk about. And uh, your grandfather was not eligible for pension. He died too early. He was thirty-six. So there was no pension. Exactly my age. Exactly your age. In the seventies, all of us were socialists. Correct. Very few were <laughs> anything else. Your daddy told me two things. कितने भी बड़े बनो, पैर जमीन पे होने चाहिए. Second is when it comes to ethics, नीति. इसको कभी कम करने से See when we go to Central Delhi and when we walk the halls, and on one side there's the residence of the Prime Minister, then there's the Chief Justice of India, the Speaker of Lok Sabha. I can see that you feel like you belong there very much. <laughs> <laughs> I actually wanted to go to. I did a major in political science. He was the one who said, "Jindigo aur jhola leke nahi ghuna hai, Professor. Tumko engineering karni." In the washroom, somebody put a painting called "Poverty Sucks." So I finally. Found out the gentleman. I said, poverty doesn't suck. If you don't remove the poverty, that attitude sucks. If you exploit poor people, that attitude sucks. Poverty doesn't suck. Welcome to uh, another extremely unique and uh, interesting episode of the Barber Shop. I have with me uh, Kiran Deshpande, uh, who is uh, someone I write about extensively. Uh, in his previous professional avatar, he was at TCS for many many years. uh very started his career uh then was the ceo at tech mahindra after a few stints uh, at imr uh, and then uh was a founder of airtight networks earlier called vibhu then airtight then mojo started the company 2003 uh and uh, exited in 2019 uh runs marathons is a fitness freak loves music uh is a very active angel investor is on the global board of tai global board of iid bombay alumni association uh and in general an extremely fun uh guy also happens to be my dad uh welcome to the barber shop thank you shantanu it's such a privilege and pleasure to be here <laughs> uh i knew that when i no, none of my guests mm-hmm. come prepared so whenever i call someone into the barber shop mm-hmm. they're like hey how should i prepare and i said don't prepare because these are conversations that are like rivers they have to flow along their own way uh so most people come in with some sets that they all people who are give interviews and are in the press a lot and so on so uh they don't need preparation but i am not at all surprised by this table of <laughs> table of contents <laughs> with like a whole host of things <laughs> that you wanted to talk about and uh, and on all the things my question <laughs> uh, so i think you bring a certain amount of discipline to my life also uh, <laughs> which is very much needed but for our viewers um given barber shop is about entrepreneurship and i think i can have a separate episode with a uh, dad about entrepreneurship because he is fundamentally the reason why in my head entrepreneurship was always the real career choice because he gave up entrepreneurship um uh, after being one of the youngest ceos in corporate india um and being very successful at it but at the age of 50 with two grown up kids he became an entrepreneur and we'll have a separate episode on that but that today mm-hmm. uh wanted to talk to you about your actual core passion which is nation building and what makes india india uh, from a historic standpoint but i know you read a lot about it and mom and i often joke that 
you were very much in the cabinet and uh, in 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 the in the in the parliament sessions when all of our just lost. around with the the prime ministers <laughs> with the very much with the prime ministers and uh, also you have political ambitions so you're a student of politics a student of nation building student of policy so today's episode actually wanted to talk, go deeper into that element and how it ties into your life as a uh, you know as 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 a career technocrat entrepreneur and now investor right so let's start on the beginning uh, you were born in 1955 and i was thinking about this episode uh and um you know you you have very always have had very people leaning points of view right very pro government um uh so left leaning points of view and kind of you must have gone in on because you're a capitalist as an entrepreneur <laughs> not a socialist from a, from thinking that way but uh both your parents your father who unfortunately passed away very very early but was in the was a police officer in the government services your mother became a teacher in the government services so service life in the government was a part of upbringing sort of it uh, it the emphasis comes in okay. as to the <clears throat> the role of the government ah. and uh, you know shantanu i as you grow and i'm sure it'll happen to all it happens to all of us we start looking back uh in life and see what helped you and somewhere the other i find government does play a role so whatever we may all think that you know government is bad government is this politicians are bad i think governments do play a big role and uh, in fact uh, i had national scholarship which every time i got that 110 rupees i always felt that there was someone who was hungry that uh could have been served with this so this dimag mein rehta hai na so it sort of grows on you uh i think you have to create wealth for everyone and as you know in the 70s all of us were socialists correct very few were <laughs> anything else and then uh, we realized uh, last 100 150 years 200 years uh, i think the world has experimented with several isms <laughs> you know and uh, i think we have a better understanding of where we want to go so yes when say at that but talk about your childhood and what got you interested in when when what was your first memory of the prime minister i think it was pandit nehru right it was pandit nehru interestingly uh, uh he came to bhopal uh somewhere in 1960 or so i must have been 5 year old and your grandfather my, you know my dad was in the special protection i think he was a research officer special protection so the prime minister's motorcade uh and you know prime minister nehru was fond of children and uh, rose so there were four or five children with rose to be given to him so you had a rose to give him is it ah yeah so everybody <laughs> ran and i was not the one to rush or do anything first i was sort of standing behind uh and then he the hisks vehicle waited and he was in an open jeep and so i gave him the rose that was uh, i don't think i realized and you remember that, it i remember the instance but its profoundness came much later when i realized <laughs> who prime ministers are okay. that's when you realize he you know you met a prime minister yeah. correct you're a big fan of pandit nehru yes as a if you see uh, indian independence say they you know 1900 onwards 
before that, I think we were lucky to have a galaxy of people. From the independence movement? From Dadabhai Naoroji to all the way to, you know, the mutiny of 1857 to the late 19th century, to, uh, you know, leaders who were there from at that time to arrival of Mahatma Gandhi, uh, Tila, Gokhale, Savarkar, Lala Lajpatraya, Chitranjan Das, Bose, not just Subhash Chandra Bose, but his brother. They were a galaxy of leaders who somehow shaped the thinking that we need to be an independent nation. and like many Indians, I don't have any grudge against the British. You know, I, I mean, there have a lot of friends. As a Tech Mahindra CEO, <laughs> we used to have yeah. wonderful time in London. And for those are different times, but I think that uh, even uh, some of the leaders who went off to Pakistan, they were part of the movement to get independence. Yeah, and intellectual stalwarts, right? Like intellectual stalwarts, absolutely. absolutely. Even Bhagat Singh, like at age twenty-three, what he used to write. Bhagat Singh was just, I cannot imagine a person of that caliber uh, who was intellectually and physically so strong. And just to share with you, you know, my dad, your grandfather was posted in uh, the uh, Decoit area Mm. where he had a very successful stint in taming down the Decoits in Morena and all that. Correct. And then he, he was moved to Bhopal as a research officer doing research on juvenile crime. Wow. So we have some of his writings in our. We house. have some of his writings of, on a lot of these things. So I don't think you realize it when you're a primary, when you go to high school, and then when you go to college, and then you get. Luckily, you know, we, <laughs> I studied reasonably well, got good marks, good college. You start thinking about life. And just to share with you, uh, when I was in the school, in our high school, this Uchitar Madhyamik. Uchitar means higher. <laughs> higher secondary, Madhyami, there was a course which was optional. I mean, the course was compulsory. Everybody had to do it. Whether you pass or fail, it didn't matter in the school. Manav Dharma. Manav Dharma. Manav Dharma. Uh, this is in uh, 9th, 10th and 11th. Madhya Pradesh State Board. No, it was, our school had it. Okay. Our school, our principal, uh, Bireshwar Chakravati, very well-known academic of that time, uh, he felt that uh, children needed to understand global uh, dharma, if I can use. so, And it had articles on Tolstoy, Gandhi, Christ, uh, Harish Chandra, uh, Chanakya. I mean, it was it was fairly dense for a ninth or 10th grader. So uh, I actually understood social service and civics from there. Because there were other course. You know, social studies, Samajika then. So I started putting these Samajik together. Samajika what? Adhyan. Social studies, you know, is exactly the same thing. So, you know, you asked me to use Hindi. <laughs> and I thought I will. <laughs> you went directly to that. You went to that. <laughs> That's how we used to speak. We never said social studies. Samajika then. Correct. Samanya began. Then the science. Whatever. So I started putting the two together. And then, then you say, okay, there is service here. There is indoor municipality which comes in clean, doesn't clean every time, but there's someone who's cleaning the street for you. Correct. So I got sensitized to it. This is the late, six, late six, 69, 70, 71, before I came yeah. out of the school. Correct. 
next step was uh, you know the course but at that time were there discussions in the family i know you lost your father very early mm-hmm. when you were seven but when you grew up and 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 your mom was teaching uh, and you know you had friends and the entire family was in, in indore did you and your cousins or people talk about couple of cousins i would but they thought i was speaking because i was the younger one from these cousins and it took bad to bahut jada kya through kya manu wagera types but we did have few discussions uh one of my chacha uh he sort of saw this and he said tum ias kyun nahi karte ho so i mean i was in 9th or 10th and i said look you know that's not what i want to do i want to understand this but that's not what i want to do and uh, uh i also probably remarked to him that this is an institution that came from colonialism <laughs> and so look, i shall not be part of it for example and when i was a school child huh? and the union public services is a is a colonial uh, yeah it's an indian civil service indian civil service so i mean i was i was ninth grader so i mean i <laughs> i think uh, you know uh, indian civil service is one of the best in the world i think correct they they tackle very hard problems you know i have some good friends who have done that so it's like je this is another track that you know gets the best out there uh, government is a good platform for doing many things but i got introduced to this side beyond physics chemistry and mathematics which was our <laughs> core main core yes correct okay. but it stayed with you and bits pilani also kind of shaped it because it was a very independent education institution had lot of courses on humanities civics right economics you know, we so. had uh, just to give you uh, i don't know how far we came in the ba honors degree but we had two courses on political science okay uh, modern i mean introduction to political science and there was a course on modern constitution okay and uh, then there was a there were three courses in economics microeconomics introduction econometrics there was a course on uh, philosophy uh there was a course on symbolic logic there was 6 7 8 9 courses you remember all of these courses i remember the courses yes i remember the course i also remember uh, you know professor god uh, who took the political science that's the first time i understood the difference between politics and political science and okay. then during that time somewhere i must have chanced on karl marx's readings huh. you know and then uh, capitalism also i understood that uh, before uh, even industrial revolution before that people who had money were the owners of wealth and then there was exploitation and that's how i think the reaction was nobody has wealth so they created another set of problem correct but i think the the isms we understood uh, you know socialism and all this thing in that political science also how states a state is organized Uh, all of this was first year second year second year third year somewhere around that i got an a grade in that because how probably for the few students who were interested you know my hostel you know pagal aadmi hai isko kya kaun sa course pasand aata hai but it was it was elective it you chose to take it or everyone had to do it no no everyone see bits degree what we had was be honors and that honors meant you had to do some of this so there was some you could take one against one or other but you had to take one of them In fact uh, modern constitution I had a bit of an altercation with my prof okay uh in the second or third test we used to have this periodic test mm. so he he the question was who do you think is more powerful 
the president or the prime minister. So I did an analysis. One is head of the state, other one is head of the government. And when it comes to formation of the government, if there is a hung parliament, and this is all third year, <laughs> this is a hung parliament. You're 18 years old, 20 years old. <laughs> oh, yeah, so around 20, 20 years old, 19 years old. There is a hung parliament, and by the way, 70, there was no hung parliament. <laughs> so if there is a parliament of that kind, it's the president who has to decide who is the leader of the house. Because in a parliamentary democracy, which is what we have inherited, part of, I mean, you know, good part of our, we are a Westminster style parliamentary democracy. Correct. So the leader of the house is typically the person who is the leader of the majority party. Correct. That's when you ask them to invite and form the government. So if that doesn't happen, it's the president who decides. Correct. And interestingly, uh, some of these issues came down the line uh, when India had... Uh, uh, right after, right? Right. Prime Minister Bajpayee lost the word of confidence. The coalition governments came. So he gave me very... I think he gave me like five out of fifteen or something. <laughs> and I I was not the one to... <laughs> I had an argument with him. Then we had somebody else and then he... Kind of increased it to like eight marks, <laughs> but that, that was good understanding of. I think it was there plus the economics. Economics also. Then I, you know, during that time, I think third year or fourth year, I read about the Kennedy School of Government. So you know, then this was a, like a parallel thing besides Marconi and uh, Schrodinger and all of this, the core engineering and science. But your friends would remark that you have to go to JNU and study that and not stay in Bridgeville. Actually, I'll tell you what, it's interesting you mentioned this. Uh, 72 or 73, I don't recall around that time. Your engineering was 71 to 76. Right? 76, 75 years, 5 years engineering, engineering course. 71 to 76. Uh, <clears throat> if you see the constitution of India, the constitution, the constituent assembly, it started working around 1946, then finalized in 49, and India was became a republic, sovereign republic in 1950. Correct. That's what we celebrate, January. Correct. So we all, you know, people should know that that's when India became republic. republic. Correct. But uh, the what were we between 1947 to 19? Dominion. Dominion. We were a Dominion from. Dominion. And what's the difference? This is, uh, maybe the, the, there was monarchy, the king, the governor general, the, uh, uh, so we were, we would have been part of the British, they say. Now we are in independent state, ultimate sovereign, absolute power. If I can put it in simple terms, so we can use some, uh, you know, terminology, but, uh, you know, it's like, we are ourselves. You know, there is a president who is the head of the state. There is a prime minister uh, who is the elected government. leader government, at least the government, uh, de facto leader of the nation. I think it is important to know that uh, there are people who may have voted against a party, but when you form the government, you become prime minister and you form a cabinet. So you're the head of the government, so you kind of leader of the entire nation, nation, including everyone. And some of our prime ministers, including the current prime ministers, have remarked that. Elections have been like that, but good part. And I think the beauty of a democracy is, uh, you know, uh, meaningful dissent. So, uh, meaningful dissent means uh, 
I may not agree with you on everything, but there are fundamentals on which we are together and our objectives are the same. Our methods may be different, approach may be different, but fundamentally we are better. We are not fighting with each other as, uh, there is no conflict as such. Yeah. So the, 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 the goodwill of the nation is a, is, is a aligned objective. Absolutely. Our paths may be different. Our paths may be different and you can see this in the, if you see the pre-independence or independence, the leaders, uh, you know, human beings, it was a very momentous, uh, big occasion. Uh, disruptive ideas came. For example, Mahatma Gandhi brought some very disruptive ideas. So it was difficult for people to accept that, you know, uh, all that. So they had different ways to do that. <clears throat> Correct. Uh, but everybody was aligned on what was needed for India, including some very extreme views, if you take. And that is what interested me, that if you have individuals of that caliber, who can disagree but have the same objective. I think democracy is good. So, Correct. I mean, we kind of experimented with it back and forth. And But you were in your heyday of Bitpilani, just graduating or towards the senior, like you're in third, fourth year. When uh, I actually wanted to go to, I uh, did a major in political science. Uh, yeah, I wanted to, I thought that would have been better for me. Uh, and, uh, you know, Praveen, I mean, I think he was the one who said, professor to engineering <laughs> <laughs> no but you would have been you would have been equally good as I, would have good I would have made a made a good career there I, mean, I would have loved it I've continued to as you know I continue to read about it uh, I can see when we go to central Delhi and when we walk the halls and on one side there's a residence of the prime minister then there's the chief justice of India and the chief and justice of India. speaker of Lok Sabha I can see that you feel like you belong there very much. naturally <laughs> 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 there rather than the entrepreneur and technology. And, 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 and angel investor. I think you belong in that group a lot. <laughs> I should have been there, you know, as you always said. I think, you know, we were coming back to 72, 73. This Keshwan and Bharati case, and we'll talk about it a little bit later. So we can talk about it now. Yeah. So this was a ma this was the uh, land. Was, uh, we were not born. I think uh, most of us, we were not born. Man on judgment. See, the, the constitution. Hmm went through changes and the founding fathers or the constitution assembly clearly recognized the fact that you cannot create a permanent document. Okay. In fact, there was a debate about how flexible should it be mm. and how rigid should it be. And it's a difficult call. Mm. So I think what is interesting about India is that uh, the amendments are, there is flexibility at the same time there is a solid canvas. See, yeah, a lot of like, people say our constitution has been amended too many times and so on. But it's, that reflects the flexibility in the in the founding writers that the world will evolve and the country will evolve. And, the constitution and they, were, uh, they were aware of it. They were aware of it that uh, it will evolve. And ours is not just a secular, ours is also a socialistic structure. Okay. See the diversity of India. You know, it's a very, it's you know, you, people say in the West, God-fearing. We're a God-loving country. Correct. You know, so we have humanized God. We have, uh, uh, you know, people love God. 70% of front-facing businesses are Balaji, Guru, all this stuff. So we are... Yeah. Sai. 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 So that, that's the country. And now you're trying to put that into modern perspective of governance. Correct. I'm not saying West or East or modern perspective of governance. So that was expected. Having said that, I think 
so that uh, so there was small major this thing Keshwanand Bharti was a case where right to property or someone runs something and the government takes it over so there was a fair amount of this thing I think it was a largest Supreme Court Constitution bench of 13 judges and they, what was the case? What, what, what was the right case? Was uh, can you um, can the government have absolute? Can does the parliament have absolute power? I mean, I'm trying to explain in simple terms. Uh, there was a view that parliament does have the parliament is the is the body that represents God. people. You know, so they have the right to uh, right to make amendments, right, with a due structure. Having said that, the basic fundamentals genesis or structure of the constitution which is fundamental rights preamble right to equality justice fundamental rights right to property right to redress in case you are being exploited all of that basic structure should not be changed so there's a bit quite a bit uh, justice khanna if i recall i think he wrote a doctrine that has came to be known as a basic doctrine and it has been formally adopted by some of the other nations also that when you are in the constitution the fundamental structure of the constitution cannot change so all of this came together in the Keshwanand Bharti case Keshwanand Bharti was a uh, gentleman out of Kerala so okay. it was him versus the government of India oh is it yes, yes okay and what, what was he saying uh, the his view uh, the view was that I think he ran a institution he ran something there and government wanted to take over or want to run it it was his personal wealth so you can't do that that's my wealth at that time wow right to property which was fundamental right was taken off the car has been taken off the fundamental right it's a human right in india now so you have right to property government can acquire it for public good but not without paying you fair value Fair value. So if they want to lay a pipeline or a railway track, they exactly. will buy that piece of land from you. They cannot just run over you. And before Keshwanand Bharati, they could they could. It, it was fundamental. It was it was enshrined in the constitution as a fundamental right. Just imagine in the forties when country was poor, hungry, these noble men and women came together to dis write down one of the most modern constitution. Yes, it is a bulkier constitution. Yes, uh, it is bulky because of the nature of it. Now, America, Only the country is very like it. Country, I mean, there was there hundreds of countries in one place. And if you go back 60, 70 years, tell me after you left Istanbul, there was democracy. From west, from west there was no democracy all the way, all the way up to Australia. So now you're thinking that is so true. Uh, it always baffled me that, and we had one of the so east of Istanbul. Say seventy-five years back, we are the we were the. I think we were the first one. We were the first one. Adil Safraj. On the crack of the constitution, universal franchise in India was given to all people, men and women. There was no differentiation. Universal franchise came. But initially it came because of religion, because of uh, uh, noble, prosperity, wealth, only men, then women were added. But India had the advantage 
having seen all that, but also people were wise enough to say. And we know there is, we are not a perfect society, you know, there is a lot of diversity happens. But the structure was given. And uh, I think so, as a student, as someone who was getting scholarship and studying, uh, I was being helped because of my academics. I was kind of conscious of my responsibility to the society, which I have seen stark poverty around us. And I'm very glad that we have moved from the, there are a lot of poor people in India still, but I think we have moved to a point where I think we have a shot at now removing poverty. Independent of the political dispensation, independent of who comes, mm. you know, you look at all prime ministers, uh, you know, if you make a table of whatever two or three things each prime minister has done extremely well, and where they made a mistake. Mm. And you will find the table on both sides. Correct. Or type table on both sides. Uh, and I think when you become prime minister, even if you were there, like Chandrasekhar was there for four months, and his tenure for four months was very good. Yeah. To a point where opposition was scared of he might win the election. So the plug was pulled, and he had to resign, and then came the election. So, but I think the beauty of all of that as a political science student is that in a democracy, you will have political parties with right, left leaning agendas and they will, they will be electoral politics. Let us not forget that. When the political parties are, there will be electoral politics. Somebody will win, somebody will lose, somebody will do very well and still lose like Natsima Rao. Yeah. Right, stuff like that. Uh, someone like Prime Minister Modi will come, spring out of nowhere and take the nation by storm. Yeah. The sheer personality, right? But do you think he will not make a mistake? He might. That's human. It's like you have been CEO, I have been CEO. We have made mistakes, right? Absolutely. It's just that our, uh, the impact of a prime ministerial mistake <laughs> is very big and the impact of prime ministerial good thing is also very big. Absolutely. That's sort of, so I was kind of, aware of all this right through my journey. <laughs> but then let's talk about, uh, you know, Prime Ministers who made an impact. I think uh, Pandit Nehru is someone you talk about a lot in terms of someone who created institutions in poverty-ridden India where partition was, the impact of partition was still being felt. Uh, people had not settled in their home. Assets were all over the place. For him to think about setting up institutions of excellence like the IITs, like ISRO, etc., was tremendously visionary. I, I know he gets a lot of criticism today for a lot of other things. Mm -hmm. But if you were to take his, his left view, and right, yeah. his hits included some of India's most long-lasting and most value-creating institutions. Absolutely. Uh, you know, IITs and IIMs are known and everybody gives him credit. I mm. think no doubt about it. You know, we had this uh, one-day Bharat trains that have come out. Correct. Integral coach factory. Mm -hmm. Is one of the Indian railways are one of the best. The British has set it up, but uh, you know, ICF was set up in the fifties to be the largest uh, coach making factory. Correct. Uh, atomic energy under his under his. Uh, uh, it was in Nehru's time. It was, I think fifties and sixties on nation building. Correct. In nation building, and if you also see Indian coach factory, is it? There uh, yeah, uh, I think Indian coach factory. I see. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one, I mean, you know, uh, I've been there a couple of times. The size, scale, and the technology, Insane. their understanding of railways baffles me. 
I mean, you know, it's an unknown secret. I'm mean, very recently I saw it at talk by one of the retired general manager, and they're I mean, having been there, I think those institutions were set up. Uh, you, if you see the research institutions that have that are there, we can complain about how effective they are, but we have everything: Institute of Oceanography, everything that is needed for a country to be scientifically prospering. We have it. I mean, where you, where we lived, National Chemical Lab, NCL is just around the corner. Yeah, NCL is just around the corner. You know. So, also the longevity today, you know, when a new IIT is set up, a new IIM is set up, a new an ISER comes out, it is a minimum standard. I would, I would like to ask, take a private college of the best type, other than probably Institute of Science and Bitspilani and Bitspilani. The top colleges are always government. So I think that was a legacy he left. Uh, yes, which is, yeah. unlike the, which is very unlike the US, where education institutions of note are mostly privatized. Mostly privatized. There are state schools there also. I mean, you see California is a good state school. Uh, so, but US, uh, uh, you know, had the, uh, it didn't have the problems of we had of poverty. Correct. Not that depression was bad for them. Before that, it was bad. But, but they, post World War One and especially post World War Two, I think suburban American dream was really taking them forward. Correct. Privatization of education made sense. In our case, we had a you know hundred crore mouths to feed. At that time, lesser crore. Forty, thirty, forty crore mouths. Forty crore mouths to feed, and ten crore. It has always hit me. Five years of national scholarships and two years of. MTech 400 rupees. I've always felt guilty. You got seven years of education, free education, funded by the government. Free, free. And Bombay. I will, therefore, whosoever is there, you know, you, you need to give it. To, I will finally, who is the government? Government is people. And where are the people? People are they uh, here. If you collect the tax and, uh, uh, you know, you give it to where it is needed. And it was given when the country was poor. That's one thing. I also feel that. Uh, I think India set an example for moving away from imperialism, not just independence. That's my view. And uh, I think many African nations became free from colonialism, imperialism. I think the time had come for some of those things to make a change. But somebody has to guide it. Yeah. So that was, I think, just the way United States freedom movement showed that a new nation can be born. Uh, I think India showed that a colonial nation can be freed on very modern principles, carrying forward the old culture. So we have our own issues. Yeah. But I think my view is that, see, you don't get to top three or top five, whatever be your yardstick, without some successes. Correct. You know, and there have been series of successes. For example, uh, you take Prime Minister Indira Gandhi. Everybody knows, you know, we talk about it. She, I think, was the one who brought satellite to India. Correct. Right. Uh, she was very, very passionate about it. Project Tiger started in her time. What so, Project Tiger? Uh, Project Tiger is save the tiger. So you know, and if you go down the list, like for example, current Prime Minister, I think he's put yoga on the on the table. He put Sachchata on the table. So it becomes a national movement. People become sensitized about it. 
So you will see every prime minister, you know, somewhere Nehru got the scientific temper and the modern things. That was uh, his view of it. I think Prime Minister Shastri I, was very instrumental in uh, two things, in my opinion. One was, I think, the food shortage. He took some steps. In whatever little I know, I think we got over food shortage because of all the actions he took. And he made all of us feel because 1965 war was with him. Unfortunately, we passed away right after that. But Indians felt good about after 1965 war. I am not particularly for any war with anyone. Correct. But if you were to get into a fight, you might as well win. Yeah. <laughs> so if you are in a fight, you have to win. Exactly. Exactly. So you were uh, you were kind of um, a beneficiary of the government. Um, getting deeply involved in making education accessible to people across economic strata. I know, and you know, we talk about this a lot, right. and I have spoken about it on you know on social media and so on as to how after your father passed away, after uh, Dada Zoba passed away, your family, mm-hmm. Akka and the three four four siblings, right, were thrown into off the cliff into abject poverty. And helplessness. Uh-huh. I mean, you had family to depend on, but at yes, a very social family to depend on. But uh, you know, the uh, she she had to do a job. She had to. I think she had to study. She used to, to study, study to do a job. And uh, your grandfather was not eligible for pension. He died too early. He was thirty-six, so there was no pension. Exactly my age. Exactly your age. Exactly your age. Wow. So he didn't wake up one morning. So, but he had a good record. So she got a job. Uh, uh, there was there was no these days. You know. If something like that happens, either private or public, we try and we have done that. Yeah. You know, we have, all of you have seen that. So I've seen that. So I immediately get the spouse or whosoever is a dependent. We all those things didn't exist at that time. So what worked was school saying don't very minimal fee, no fee, national scholarship, because uh, your dadi was a teacher. I didn't pay uh, tuition fee at all at Bitspilan. Not a rupee. No, it was waived. Now, can you imagine all of this happening today? We are a prosperous nation, but we somehow find it difficult to provide free education. <laughs> I find it, I mean, to me, it's a dichotomy that we have more money. The other day I heard uh, the Minister for, uh, you know, Infrastructure, Gatkari, very prominent. He said, I have enough money you tell me and I'll build the road and I felt so good about it. Mm. If you have, there are resources, I think education has brought us, see, Indian medical professionals were abroad before IT, IT went. Yeah. Hmm? Uh, engineering education got us software. We are, you know, power in software. Uh, I think the, our luck was that I would say two or three, four people whose vision was very futuristic. That software is going to be the future yeah. and India will play a big role when we could not import simple computer. Was it? It's like an entrepreneurial thinking of a big type that you sitting in a garage where you're thinking of a one trillion <laughs> valuation company. So all of this came because of education. All of this came and we had some base of education from where the expansion of colleges could take place. So there's a lot of 
See, in India, nothing works perfectly because there are elements will try to exploit the situation. Mm. But if you look at it from a nation or a government standpoint, the whole behemoth has moved forward in a manner to a point where we are now a you know, powerful nation. Uh, kind of admired. Yeah. Kind of, and I remember I was in the US very recently and I went for the haircut. Mm. You know, your brother Yash took me to him. I was sitting there and he said, how do you want it? I said, there's very little on my hair. I just need something to say. So I said, where, where you live? I said, I live in India. Oh, you guys are very rich. You spend a lot of money on, uh, you know, weddings. <laughs> See the... The average barber in the US. Average barber in the US think that we are rich because we can spend money on weddings. Whatever happened when you guys were living there? Never, never. In fact, uh, uh, you know, through TCS, uh, I was uh, sent to US in 1985 for business development and I was sent to Dallas. So, you know, you take the uh, business uh, executive suites, you know, where you share the same. I took a suite and it cost, I didn't, you know, we, just, we were always careful with dollars. Mm. So, uh, in the washroom, somebody put a painting called Poverty Sucks. I saw it in three days. So I went to the admission, who's put that? So she said, I'll get it removed. Really? Yes. So I finally found out the gentleman, I said, poverty doesn't suck. If you don't remove the poverty, that attitude sucks. If you exploit poor people, that attitude sucks. Poverty doesn't suck. So, from there to where we are, I think... No, I think, I also talk about this a lot, right? Because, think about it. You studied on government scholarship. Um, I think, lived hand to mouth. With, huh. as, as, you know, in school. And then, did your master's. And you should talk about the decision between taking a job and doing your master's. Like, <laughs> how did you decide that? Whether they... they <laughs> See, when we came out, there were not many jobs. 97, 76. 76. So jobs were generally in public sector. Uh, Going abroad was not there, you know, because, why not? because writing TOEFL required 300 rupees. <laughs> so that, you know, it's, it's just, you know, you, and the good thing is at young age, you don't feel it. Mm. That kind of stuff. And I am and all that? I was, see, I there was no funding. IIT gave you scholarship for 400 rupees to do a master's. But I am, there had to be a... I don't think so. At that time, our time, it was, the cat didn't exist. Uh, every I am had its own. Every I am had its own. I think IIT Madras and Institute of Science has joined. Mm. Uh, IIT Bombay had its own exam. Kanpur had its own exam and all that. But once you pass that exam and if you're, if you got the admission, the scholarship came with it. Mm. And the scholarship was good enough. For it to be the month. For it to be the month. A lot of money. <laughs> At that time, there was a lot of money. It was um, uh, it was good amount of money. Then I actually saved some money. Okay, saved some money from there. So, uh, you know, the government kind of hundred percent subsidized education. If you and your salary from in the job you have gotten out of Bitfilani also was something similar. Four hundred rupees. Oh, so in one maybe fifty rupees or fifty or sixty rupees more. I was getting a job in Mumbai, which was like five fifty rupees or something like that. Uh, you know, but then in IIT, I have a hostel to live and a subsidized food. I mean, IIT, food is not all that great. There is food, you know. <laughs> yeah, three, four meals you get. Correct. You don't have to pay for uh, the the cook or something. It gave you a degree. 
it gave me a master's degree. In fact, my prof wanted me to do a PhD, and he introduced me to uh, a scientist at TIFR, saying, you know, I think you apply for it. You, then I was in single processing and all that. Mm. And then I realized that uh, that would have been stretching the family too far doing a PhD. Because PhD is four or five years of commitment. And you need to start earning money to send back to your mom? We to start earning money. <laughs> you better start earning money. You you can't expect government to keep paying for you. <laughs> And you were the oldest sibling also. Oldest sibling. So, you know, the, those responsibilities existed. But I think the the thing is, see, relatively very few people were rich at that time. So you can say it is good or bad. You never felt, uh, you know, that's Different. the difference between rich and poor, that delta hits people. If I'm not saying if every, everybody is poor, it's, it's bad. I mean, that's what this, the communist world brought that you know nobody has money uh, but some people have a, you know absolute power and there is no responsibility towards the society i think that was the failure of that experiment uh, i think what we are seeing right now and that's my personal view that we are seeing the extreme end of capitalism now where some confluence of technology everything jobs job creation is not as much as the the growth of GDP and all that, that is number one. Number two, the difference between rich and poor continues to grow. So some structural changes need to happen. I think I may be, you know, a bit radical here. Uh, people don't like to pay tax. And I think one of the reasons is uh, they don't see tax, rupee or dollar or whatever, being put to good use. That I think some structural changes there, if I'm making money, uh, some amount of money government take, but somewhere it gives me an option that I want to I want to give money, yeah. but here is where I will give money. Give it to education, give it to healthcare, some freedom to do that so that we start bringing uh, this in. And minimum, I mean, that's the ideal view of all isms, capitalism, socialism, everything that you want. Nobody should go hungry, nobody, and the respect the fraternity that is in the Indian constitution, American US constitution, British have got it by the convention. The fraternity that means respect and dignity of an individual, that should not go down. I mean many times you know I have gone on the road and we see someone who's carrying a you know and you it hits you. Yeah. Why does this individual have to go through such a pain to make a living? Correct. That has to disappear somewhere. I think all of us have to try. I don't think we have figured it out so far. No, Instead of all our intellect and everything. No, I agree. No, I was kind of trying to draw parallels between you graduated from Bits Pilani around the time the emergency was going to happen. Yes. What was happening outside Bits Pilani at that time? It must be fair, like you, you would be reading it in the newspapers or would be seeing it on or listening to it on the radio and so on. What was the political environment at that time? See, what happened, I'll tell you what happened was a series of the Prime Minister after Bangladesh creation mm-hmm. was seen as very successful. Which year was this? 1971. Correct. So, so she was she was like she was the prior like she, she was, was yeah and I think uh, you know uh, that war uh, 1971 war uh, India play India did everything the army the everybody including the prime minister everybody came together very well mm-hmm. and one of the things that has happened which should continue is. In the moments of such serious issue, political differences are set aside. 
Correct. I think that piece has not that particular piece where this is too big to fight over politics. I think that doesn't happen these days. Mm. That should happen. Having said that, I think uh, Bangladesh got created. Sheikh Mujibur Rahman, who was the in fact the the combined Pakistan, he would have been the prime minister, and that was the main issue that West Pakistan mm. at that time didn't want it. All that stuff. So she became very powerful. Uh, the election, she won it hands down. Mm. Um, she nationalized banks that time. Now, like demonetization, you know, if you talk to 10 people and demonetize them, you'll find five people who support it, five people oppose it. Okay. But I think, you know, looking at it from, it was a step that shook the nation. Why? What was the impact of that? Uh, because on the ground for you and me as depositors, what are they? For depositors, there was no impact. Okay. What it did though in the long run was banking, Indian banking went into deep villages and everywhere. Because of nationalization. like. So the expanse of banking that you see, mm. uh, nationalization did play a role. Okay. Then she stopped the privy purses. You know, when they see India when it became independent, mm. uh, there were broadly two aspects. Keeping it very simple, those princely run states. Correct. Right. Those kingdoms which owed to British, but they were uh, they were I mean, all exactly ah. Junagadh, all that stuff, and they were British administered India. Right? Ah. So what British did was British administered India was straightway transition to the dominion, the new uh, Prime Minister Nehru's government. The rest of them, which Vallabhbhai Patel pulled together, right? Uh, these privy purses came. So all these uh, privy purses, privy purses. That was called privy. What does this mean? We're taking the state from you. We give you uh, money to live your life. Really? She abolished that also, Indira Gandhi. So these were gutsy steps, right? So she was riding high, then hit the oil. OPEC came, the oil prices went up. The food shortage, the inflation, corruption had started happening. It had started increasing. Not that corruption was not there, but it started. People were getting visibly upset about it. So Jayaprakash Narayan started the student movement in Bihar and Gujarat. Bihar and Gujarat. Bihar and Gujarat. Yes. Okay. So many of the leaders that we see, they are actually JP students from that time. That got us her into a. I mean, the headwind was too heavy for her. In that whole process in '75, there was like uh, anti-incumbency sentiment, yeah. is it? And big time, big time. Oh, is it? Yes, yes, yes. Because see, all uh, the inflation had gone up, shortages were there, oil prices. When the oil price goes up. The whole economy shakes down. Right? Correct. Everything becomes expensive. Everything becomes expensive, and we didn't have the today. India can afford to buy. There is a rich foreign exchange. Country exports, imports a lot. Much bigger economy at that time. It was very, very vulnerable. And you know, just five six years back, uh, she had to PL four eighty funds had come. She had to devalue rupees. So she had all that stuff. Pakistan war drained. Eight to nine million refugees came. We had to look after that. There's a whole bunch of, it was a tough time for, you know, as you say, if I was sitting next to the Prime Minister, I would be difficult problems to solve. Uh, in the whole process, what happened was she, her election was declared null and void by Justice Sena, Allahabad High Court. So I don't recall what were the technical ground rules for the election. Prime Minister's election was null. So she cannot remain Prime Minister. 
So she declared emergency is a provision in Indian constitution. So the elections happened, but they were declared null and void. Why? Null and void. There must have been some uh, some misuse, something, some some somewhere must have. I don't recall what was that, but that happened. Now with that, she suspended the constitution. And it was unilateral, is it? Unilateral. It was middle of the night. The president was asked to sign the order. And the next day, all editorials came blank. Suspend freedom of press gone. Uh, leaders were put behind bar. Our family overnight. Overnight, our family doctor spent nineteen months in a prison in Indore. They were, if you were not in Congress of that time, many people spent. Uh, These are all public critics of. Did you have to speak a little louder? Yeah. Uh, all public critics of the government, is it? They were from, uh, you know, say, Jansang, opposition party, uh, all of them. Uh, but they were, uh, you'll always have opposition. You'll always have opposition. But I think the freedom was curtailed. There was, you could, the habeas corpus, which is uh, the, if my fundamental rights are taken away, I have recourse in the judiciary that the tyranny of the government shall not uh, play havoc with me. Yeah. That was taken away. So, and then, but she brought in uh, perceived efficiency. The people were scared, so all the corruption, everything stopped. Uh, you know, you uh, all of so it looked like a disciplined society, but it was very suffocating. When I graduated, very suffocating. How long did that last? Seventy-five to seventy-seven. Seventy-seven. January, I think, uh, uh, she declared elections. She did? She did declare elections. She could not have, right? She could have just gone on like that? Uh, I, you see, it could be, it's, it's a, uh, you know, hypothetical question in a way because we don't know what would have happened. Uh, I think we are deeply rooted in democracy as a nation. But it was just a 30-year-old country that time, right? But today we are, what? As a 13 But just imagine country. the Prime Minister had suspended and she thought that she was going to win. She was advised like that. She lost and she tendered resignation. She could have just... You see what Donald Trump did this time? He refused to accept their defeat, right? So it can happen. See, democracies have these accidents everywhere. So uh, she lost. And a opposition government came. So it was, it was, I mean, the life was disciplined, but freedom was not there. And I would not compromise the freedom to express myself for anything. <laughs> but the, the government that came after that was, uh, it was, uh, no, it was Moraji Desai. Moraji Desai. Moraji. So it was the old Congress plus Jansang plus socialist. Madhu Dandavate, all of them, they, they kind of put together, that was Janta Party. And uh, so they came in. But, see, they, it is difficult to hold a political, set of political people with egos and diff different leaning, different political views, it was bound to break. And it broke with Charan Singh, uh, you know, withdrawing support. He was a VP. He was a deputy prime minister. He, he represented the farmer, the agriculture. He came from UP, mass, mass leader. 
I don't agree with his views, but I respect him for as a politician that he had he brought the view. Desai was a very different, uh, you know, South Bombay uh, kind of old Congress. Uh, uh, so Desai resigned. Charan Singh came in, and Indira Gandhi supported him from outside. And then she pulled the plug again. Well, when she knew that she could win the election, she could win, and the next election was uh, she won. And then that's how the the. Eighties came, and then she was assassinated. The Khalistan movement happened. Uh, she had to do something about it. Uh, religious places of all types, forces do not enter. But when there are anti-aircraft gun and terrorists are there, you have to do something about it. The Prime Minister took that. So Operation Blue Star. Eh? Operation Blue Star. And I, I have a feeling she knew. That this the consequences of that action would be yeah would be fatal. Yeah, I have a feeling that uh, you know. See, you don't take a decision like this. You probably know that this will have some consequences. General Vaidya, who was the chief of Amritsar, he was assassinated in Pune. He was shot dead. Uh, you know, he was going to MG Road, uh, and he was shot dead. So there was a repercussion of that. Uh, uh, Rajiv Gandhi became prime minister. Uh, it was a crisis. They saying India saw a very bad violence. I don't want to go into yeah. where what, but India saw a very bad violence. All all India wide, right? All India. India saw violence when Mahatma Gandhi was assassinated. India saw violence when um, uh, Prime Minister Indira Gandhi was assassinated. I think it is important for all of us as Indians not to look at each other through the Communalize. Let's say I I do something wrong, so my whole community need not be you know banished for it. The community has all kinds of. Every community has noble people and idiots. So if one idiot does something, you can't hold the whole community. I think that happened during the uh, when Prime Minister Gandhi was assassinated. Mm. Then Rajiv Gandhi was there, and then again. Janata Dal cobbled together because uh, you know, and they fought. V P Singh became prime minister. Ah, uh, this was so. Borali Desai and Charan Singh, and then V P Singh. Then Rajiv Gandhi, eighty four, eighty nine, V P Singh became. You know, he was there. Uh, I don't agree with what he did. I'm sure In what way? See, he he brought this whole O B C reservation. Now, I am of the opinion that in our country, though caste came as professional, that you know. Thou shalt do this. Your your job is to protect. Your job is trading. Blah. And somewhere it got um, muted uh, mutated into this caste system. Is my view. Yeah. Uh, but then people got exploited. Right? They were privileged class and they were unprivileged class. And we have thousands of years of exploitation. You have to make rectification, and rectification will have some collateral damage. Correct. Right. So it's a but it's a difficult. Political situation. So again, the politics. Same thing. Chandrasekhar, VP Singh. Chandrasekhar. So Congress gave support from outside and pulled the. Chandrasekhar was the four, four or five months prime minister. VP Singh resigned. He became prime minister with outside support. But if you see it from a <laughs> democ democracy point of view, it worked. These are all the experiments in the larger scheme of democracy. So I think coalition politics, in my opinion, came. That if I don't have the majority, let us 
put a minimum program together so that the government doesn't fall. I think that's when the first NDA government came, UPA government came. So they pull together like-minded or at least a program. So see how instances bring political changes for the nation. If you see from a, as a conscientious citizen's point of view, at least Prime Minister is not resigning, you know. There is a Prime Minister and there is a uh, you know, government running because we want the government to run, not get paralyzed. But in the election for 19, in the after that, hmm. after uh, uh, VP Singh, yes, uh, that's when in that election, one of Rajiv Gandhi was assassinated. Rajiv Gandhi was, yeah, he was assassinated, unfortunately, uh, during that time. And uh, so there was, Congress did not, there were... In 1919, 1991. 91, 91, around that time. So, so that's when Narsimha who was about to get into retirement. Narsimha Rao was not Rajiv Gandhi's running mate or anything. What he was, was a senior he minister was and elder Rao. statesperson. He was an elder statesperson. I don't think he was expecting. He was pulled out of retirement and made prime minister. Was it? Yes. Yeah. But I think Who that the powers that be when Rajiv Gandhi got assassinated in the Congress who decided that because that is a formative period for the country. It doesn't what happened afterwards, right? There were there were politicians. I think uh, you know Mrs. Sonia Gandhi was obviously shattered with whatever had happened, but the. Uh, there were a bunch of leaders along with her who, uh, because they were uh, more than one person jockeying for the post of prime minister. Was it? Yeah. So Narsevara was a, uh, you yeah. know, was a, there would be no conflict, there would be no question on that. That's how he came in. He became the turnaround prime minister. Yeah. Yeah. He got Manmohan Singh. And the reason I say when we were in uh, in the early stages, you know, pe all people feel that this IT's, uh, you know, 90s and beyond. The first IT project, if I were put my date back, is the early 70s. Yeah. So IT is quite old in the sense that it is like entrepreneurship. You know, we say that sometimes you may have a longer life cycle of an entrepreneur. So first few years can be just building the platform and Correct. then you take off. Correct. Similarly, IT, I think, uh, you know, 70s and 80s was where the foundations were being laid. And then, you know, TCS was there. Bunch of companies were there. Uh, Wipro came in the 80s. Infosys, early 80s, late 79. And then they grew. Uh, Infosys did an IPO in 94, I think. It was undescribed, you know. The people still didn't, didn't understand. But it set an example. The liberalization uh helped in because the economy grew uh, the bureaucratic controls went down otherwise importing a computer was like getting blood out of stone we learned to write simulators and other things because people would never get the machine on which you were to deliver your software <laughs> <laughs> it took 8 months 9 months 214% duty in the 80s the 214% I think if I recall if you if there's an equipment worth hundred dollars, its landed price in India post customer was three hundred fourteen dollars. That's crazy. That's crazy. Three hours of hundred getting hundred dollar RBI you have to stand in front uh, to get up get the foreign exchange. So it was tough time. It was tough time. You had to go to the RBI to get foreign exchange. Right? Well, that that was the process. So 
the company made it easy by not having to stand for that long yeah. but that that was the process that was the process so your career from 78 to 91 92 kind of coincided with very difficult very difficult political situation with two assassinations yes hung parliament yes and a foreign reserve that had almost gone down to whatever correct, correct. few weeks correct, correct but at the same time at at professionally you were building the foundation for india's most stellar wealth creating service industry post 1991 so did you see that happening because it would be very difficult and depressing to see what was happening outside because you only saw fiat and uh, ambassador <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't afford that also uh, uh, you know it was uh, i think you know these were pin pricks which were around correct but professionally it was extremely uh, satisfying to give you Mr Kohli was from MIT in 1948 and he saw weird the father uh, of the indian ram who with whom i worked is from ucla uh, dr jain uh, you know his peer he was a phd from hawaii and we were all koi iit bombay koi iit madras koi few, one or two guys from iim uh, we had someone from berkeley uh, in our so we were an eclectic bunch which we enjoy we were enjoying working at air india building so I building out TCS. Building out TCS. TCS at that time was an environment. I I don't know if TCS of today with five hundred, six hundred thousand, the number of zeros I can't count on right side, uh, wouldn't be of that time. But it's again the difference between a startup and a large corporation. Yeah. So also going out of the country at that time was not easy. Like I remember IT being one of the few sectors where people started going out of the country a lot, taking you know, big flights. My flight. cousins in Indore wanted to put a. a news item in the local newspaper that i was going abroad i said look i have not done anything great so when you really yeah 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 deepak uh, deepak chacha you wanted to do that why why because see nobody went abroad that time so he thought it was news it was worth so abroad jana hai na bahut achhi baat hai lekin aisa bahut jyada teer nahi maara hai mere shanti se aise koi badi baat nahi kaam karne ja raha hu but 1970 you went to holland and a lot of these off time 80 yeah so we had see tcs had a you know and i'm sure I'm, i'll talk about tcs but there were good companies there uh very good companies you know in fact uh, many of the companies started in 70s uh tcs had a global business tcs had a very large india business so um many of the banks financial institutions tcs automated them uh american express i think was a customer since 79 78 uh i went to work for a bank in new york I would work for another bank in uh, Rotterdam. So we were good thing was that we got, you know, after a good education by the government, we got good international exposure. Correct. So one of the things, you know, Shantanu, I feel that which is what I see two India today or three Indias. One is the younger generation, the mobile generation. You guys, you know, you came into uh, prosperity. very confident and i think some of people of my generation feel that you know aajkal ka generation all that stuff but to me in what do they feel inko paise ki qadar nahi hai wo when it's like you know sunil gavaskar complaining about virat kohli he laid the foundation <laughs> sachin tendulkar took it forward and virat out these things happen in a in, a, in america in a, see 50s great depression in tiny 29 29 very difficult time then world war 2 FDR came World War 2 FDR came United States laid the foundation for growth so the Americans who lived in the 30s and 20s and 
and the Americans who came in 50s, 60s, they're very different life. Very different. So this this is societal change, you know. So we were, uh, uh, so the people who did not benefit from an ecosystem that I benefited from never became confident in our generation. They were always not very confident. We, because we were in, not just in IT, but we kind of, we were part of a team that created offshore. We were we worked with them. We created ourselves. So we were confident to begin with. So it doesn't baffle me. It doesn't, you know, if I have to do something by myself first time, I don't get scared of it. I might fail, but then somebody in Silicon Valley also might fail. That's the way it is. You guys, younger generation is like that. But there is a part of India which is still not very confident. And I think our it's better because you don't want them to drag the country behind. Because there are poor people who need to be looked after. Correct. That's I mean, if I see a global thing, don't get scared. I think the time has come for everyone. And I'm not saying about just India. I think globally everybody had a shot at it now. You know, everybody had a shot. As a shot, because technology has brought you together. Okay. I mean, look at the the IT now. Uh, Brazil is there, Philippines is there, oh, really? uh, East Europe is there. So you know, India not just created a, a service industry here, but it's gone global from there. So, by the time India liberalized, you had already spent thirteen, fourteen years, yeah, uh, in um, in the industry, building out the IT industry, kind of seeing it reap rewards. Spent a lot of time outside India. I was born mm. at that time. And then, 96, we had the 40, 41. You and mom decided to do the most counterintuitive thing of people of that generation. Mm -hmm. Which is to come from US to India. Everyone was doing going the other way. But you guys decided to come back. Just talk me through some of that. Again, I, I think there is a deep seed, seeds of patriotism that come into some of these life choices of yours. Uh, was it that? Was it something else? What? What? What was the? I think uh, uh, you had a flourishing career. Like you could have a flourishing career, doing yeah. what, what you want in the US, like living the classical American dream. Classical, we could have done that. Yeah. I think uh, we could have done that. Uh, the one was the, and these are not in any particular order, but the family was here. There are many times your family, brother is there, sister is there, uncle, somebody is out there. In our case, we were the only one. The whole family was here. Mom's side and your side? Uh -huh. Both sides. Mom's side, uh, my side also. Achha, being the eldest and coming out of this transition from where we were, uh, we were kind of the anchor. So didn't feel like uh, uh, leaving them here. That was, I mean, it, it was always at the back of our mind whenever we went there. That was one. I also felt that... Uh, Having seen my uh, professional career uh, in India was very satisfying. Uh, you know, obviously there is relatively, if you're in US, you make certain dollars here. Uh, but it was growth was, professional growth was very good. Whenever I went and spoke with people, I never felt anything else. So, and the career choices also came. Most important was first time uh, you know, we we used to sign a contract in TCS. They'll come back and, you know, be in the company for two years and all that. So we there was, at the trenches there used to be a lot of debate, yeah, Q sign karna and all that. <laughs> so my view to all the whenever you discussion with them, we are there for. 
नहीं साइन नहीं जाना हो तो साइन मत करो लेकिन एक बार वंश आपने अगर एक बार कॉन्ट्रैक्ट साइन किया है देन डोंट नाउ से आई विल नॉट को बाय द टर्म्स ऑफ द कॉन्ट्रैक्ट करेक्ट एंड फर्स्ट टाइम आई वेंट आई थिंक इट वाज गुड दैट द सैलरी वाज गेटिंग डिपॉजिटेड हियर एंड आई वाज लिविंग एंड इट हेल्प द फैमिली सो आई नेवर नेवर फेल लाइक डूइंग समथिंग विच वाज टू डू दैट आई वुड हैव प्रॉब्ली गॉन फॉर ए पीएचडी और मास्टर्स एंड देन एंटर्ड द अमेरिकन सिस्टम दैट नीड डिड नॉट अराइज फ्रॉम दैट पर्सपेक्टिव the opportunity to be uh techmors mbt there ceo was good so there was no need and you know those five years were extremely good company did very well uh i was lucky that all the the all the levers were aligned it's like you know taking the cricket analogy shantanu uh when you're destined to hit a century or double century things just fall in place correct even if you hit an up is shot wo koi catch nahi karta hai ya chhod deta hai and the so, pitch is good you win the toss pitch is good weather is great the other thing that happened was uh, the 12 years in tcs and the 4 years in imr were very i was lucky to have people who were leaders not managers as my bosses see the difference, difference the difference between a leader and a manager is manager manages so they have to be they are more involved they want to review everything stuff like that the leader whether curtail creativity and it know. does my my view is it curtail management and control are together leadership enablement incentive empowerment. empowerment is is there so two things happen with mr kohli ram durai nirmal jain uh the leadership uh in dcs my seniors i worked with suren suri uh you know they were all my first boss uh you know uh, nagarajan chinnu swami they were you know we were kind of the difference was it tumhara tum kab aaye se nikle mai kab nikla tha so we were all of the same saying and i think that that was it shaped my thinking also that uh, you know if you have smart people around you unko pareshan mat karo every every time so the i was shaped by that and i think some of that i brought to tech mahindra to tech mahindra because see we worked very hard at that time you know how i used to travel once Great. monday to monday i traveled three times to london and your mom was livid ki log bombay nahi jate tum london jate ho teen baar so <laughs> <laughs> she she used to bring me all of us down to earth you know so it it was very hard work but i said your work is hard but let's not make our lives hard correct so we were always enjoying even today also uh, when i meet my colleagues and they all enjoyed the, those times so okay. i think that shaped in a way uh or a young ceo at 40 41 to be so 40 41 but now nowadays uh, of course by today's standards it was old no but for to be a corporate ceo through a career for a exactly in a company where there is you know conglomeratized yeah company is not easy to be a ceo at yes, 40 and i think it was uh, you know the the board and the uh mahindra management uh, you know leadership keshav mahindra anand mahindra they were looking for a ceo to take a step like this to take a unknown guy who's technically sound no experience in business to make a ceo expecting that transition will happen that is leadership correct those risks are leadership i don't know uh today but i think quality of leadership has gone down a little bit because i'm not saying that 
all CEOs have financial pressure, growth pressures and everything. But you don't have to make life miserable, which is what I find around when I talk to people, you know. To give you an example, why is interviewing such a complex affair today? <laughs> I mean, you know, first round, I don't think I would have been, I am employable today. Five interviews, I don't have patience to go through it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think that, that the, for whatever reason, the complexity has gone up. Uh, I think it's a difficult one. There is there is more opportunity, but complexity has also gone up. So f coming back to your original point, I think we like US. Mm. We have a lot of friends there. But uh, living choices ended up being in India. And uh, no regret on that, I think it's great. But again, your big move to India mm -hmm. coincided with Narsimha government kind of being replaced by Vajpayee government for 13 days. 13 days, yeah. So talk about, you know, I know you have a lot of respect for Mr. Vajpayee as, you know, one of the most eminent opposition leaders for a long time. In fact, uh, I, it's in the social media also. I think one of the, I think was it uh, uh, the American ambassador or someone to whom uh, Nehru introduced young Vajpayee as potentially a future prime minister of India. Nehru, was it? Yes. How young was Vajpayee at that time? He was, I think, this is, I think, somewhere in 50s, so he must have been first-time MP. In his late 30s. Very, very strong debates. If you see the debates of that time, uh, they were very strong debates. Ram Manor, uh, Mr. Lohia, uh, you know, uh, they were they were serious debates in the parliament. What's happening today is barbarism, if I can be very yeah. uncle about it. So, I'm not saying good politicians don't exist, but the overarching thing is not very good. It's not good for democracy. It's immature, right? It's, I, I don't know. There's so much content. Right? There's something coming up on Twitter feed, something on Instagram. You see only one minute of someone kind of really being very brutally vocal. But you don't see the whole, like, a speaker. You don't see the whole. For 10 hours, right? So, Correct. if you don't see context, you just see small, like, people who are seeing news are just seeing very small context-free new pieces of news. So, you don't, we don't know whether the narrative. Uh, see when I see the parliament, Lok Sabha, Rajya Sabha, hitting the well of the house and standing and shouting <laughs> is not constitutional proprietary. You are not to do that. There is a, there is speaker, there is decorum. speaker, there is a decorum, there is zero hour. Uh, you ask a question. There is a whole Lok Sabha, Rajya Sabha secretariat to do that, and you are member of parliament. So that I think needs to straighten up. That needs to straighten up. But coming to Vajpayee, uh, uh, you know, he didn't muster popular vote. He had to resign. And then he came back uh, uh, as a, uh, you know, two years later, he ran a full course. I think taking a, not from a party perspective, but if you see Prime Minister Nehru, he ran, he was involved in three elections. He ran them hands down. So people did not feel there was any anything other than Congress. 1967, elections, bunch of non-Congress government showed up. They were called SVD, Sanyukta Vidhayak Dal. That means it was a non-Congress government. So people at that time were expressing their displeasure of the Congress government, and rightfully so. People expressed that displeasure again, with Indira Gandhi. People display brought her back because they expressed displeasure with the alternative disp dispensation. 
same thing with uh, you know so people have been exercising their franchise to change the government locally or centrally and that is the beauty of democracy that i see Correct. that is the beauty the only thing is the i think the political functionaries their life is tough i i, I mean i don't think i can survive there even for a day <laughs> but i think they need to take this into account that people and with especially with today's technology and visibility i think it's become there are very good politicians they understand everything they are very smart i think some of these the constitutional propriety and i'll give you an example of that see the way parliamentary democracy works is you take a state assembly or you take lok sabha the party or the coalition that has the majority uh the leader of that is called for leader of that becomes the chief minister or the prime minister correct. right who will elect the leader the mlas correct what do you see in the newspaper today we have the central leadership will decide whosoever is our leader why if you see the first set of chief ministers that india had they were on local leaders they were powerful local leaders you take maharashtra you take karnataka you take who are they who are who are? you take for example uh, you know early chief ministers ravi shankar shukla in madhya pradesh uh, i don't remember uh, uh, maharashtra was uh, i think early stage then vp naik came there are bunch of leaders the most eminent example is when kerala was formed ms nambudri path he won the election he was a communist he was in the indian national congress during freedom he ran the socialist side of it but his leaning was socialist correct right now he was from the communist party of india when communist party cpi broke to cpm and marxist cpi he was part of the marxist so scholar but communist how can communist run a government in a democracy <laughs> this was the question correct and nehru was very reluctant to not let him become the chief minister he could have stopped him if he wanted to he was finally forced to so nehru resisted that and i am sure if you talk to the american politicians or even today at that time how can a communist be see communist is an ideology democracy is government by the people if people elect a communist ideology person to run the government so be it so be it that was that happened that type okay. so that piece that elections are important people who get elected will become the constitutional office it means the chief minister whatever it is speakers and all that i think that has compromised i think it started with prime minister gandhi indira gandhi it started with her. that she started you know See, that's the thing no when when someone has very i mean it's, i'm i'm just observing i'm i mean i have a lot of respect for indira gandhi for what she did yeah. and every prime minister you'll see a credit and her debit you know yeah, exactly. so but that's the thing no when when someone becomes extremely popular as ms gandhi was mm-hmm. then state elections become for for the congress voting for the congress becomes voting for her not voting for the local leader correct like today correct. if i'm voting for the bjp yeah i don't think i'm voting for the local leader or even in 
because india is a federal republic republic it is a collection of states and it was difficult to assemble it yes it was difficult to assemble it. we started with what 17 or 19 states right something like that something like that and we keep kept creating states keep creating divided states state. and have kept them together yeah and other thing i must also another share with you is uh you know initially the the british run india and they came together and then there was a 56 around that time uh state representation uh india created states based on li- along linguistic lines that's how maharashtra came and all that there was a lot of criticism because people who wanted the united india saw this as a divisive divisive beauty of india is india did not divide yes we have we have some nation of this size will always have problems huh? we didn't divide one thing which i find the benefit of that was that local literature languages have all flourished correct, correct. all flourished just imagine if you had done uh, you know xyz along the la- longitude and latitude it would have been a mess correct so i don't think at that time people realize that it will go to do that because these are calls you make yeah uh, today country is lot more cohesive you know i remember i went to uh, madras first time on tcs project in 1981 mm. first time ever my senior mahalingam was the he <laughs> was at the back side of crompton greaves small office and we did a management consulting for a company there lucas tvs and i went there and that madras or chennai was very different than today today you see hindi speaking hindi speaking uh, you know it's it's just melting pot so i think we have a lot more strength as is collection as, as a federation correct you know united and you know it, actually if you see the constitution constitution it was being framed naming of india was also a debate okay what were the options options were like soviet rus the soviet russia united Union of Soviet Socialist Republic 
that could have been union really? of yeah united states of india finally they chose india really yeah yeah, yeah. see i think uh those who are interested united states of india was an option is it those who were in the option i didn't it made sense america united states of america united states of india India the notion came during you know there was a subcontinent i think we had that notion long back before i think british gave a, gave it a physical tangible shape it happened much before because this was a culturally together you know not just india but the current pakistan afghanistan right up to iran that whole place but uh, those were the options and it was called india or bharat so लाइक इन स्कूल हम हम लोग तो हिंदी में पढ़ते थे तो वन सेंटेंस अनेकता में एकता ही भारतीय संस्कृति की सबसे बड़ी विशेषता है चंडीगढ़ एंड यू गो एंड वर्क इन चेन्नई एंड यू आर आउट देर एंड यू वर्क इन डेली ऑल ऑफ दिस इनफैक्ट यू नो the startup which is uh, home cooked meal of local variety in a place where that is not the one like for example getting good chole bhature in chennai and getting excellent idli in chandigarh the yeah. startups were doing that <laughs> you know so these things have come together because of these things so i think the constitutional proprietary that my feeling is that all elected representatives somewhere must go through some course <laughs> that i cannot make a speech which is hitting the preamble of india okay. i should not make a speech which i mean we have laws like that but these people have some of especially at the the local level you know, some of these politicians they learn it once the the smart ones figure it out but there are some who do loose talk i think that loose talk didn't happen as much during when i was child mm. that happens a lot more and it hurts me because this is the time Uh, if i take the cricket analogy this is the session for india we yeah. have to we need to get to the top and uh, without without any animosity correct without any animosity you're right i i completely agree i think the nation building purpose that started as india shining in 2002 2003 around the time when you started up exactly exactly you started up at the time when india in 2002 we, we did our company in 2002 2003 correct but it did not play out as much we had an equity bull run market in the in the late yeah. 2000s to 2010 correct then we had the global financial crisis right when we came out of it yeah. then actual startups in india started you know like startup 2.0 correct the flipkarts and inmobis and ulas of the world correct. came bigger but manufacturing was not big now when 11 to 20 we did not export as much as we should have correct manufacturing was still now everything is coming together everything is we coming together so well. we have government and we have great enterprise builders So now I think the real India, It's like the Silicon Valley, na everything came together. Correct. During the seventies, eighty, everything came together, and Silicon Valley just bloomed. You know, big companies came, technology companies came, the whole ecosystem came, the investors came, the VCs came. Uh, you know, if you are to hire, the hiring was there. All of this is coming together. Here it is coming together at national level. Yeah. So I think. Uh, it's an opportunity that we don't want to get dragged down with what are the and i know that you live in pune and i i have driven next to you while you are driving the car 
<laughs> giving all sorts of <laughs> I cannot name the words here on the on the podcast <laughs> to the the powers that be or people who don't respect infrastructure of Pune, for example, where yeah. it was a city we have been living for now twenty five twenty six years, but it is it's not what it was. It's a city which is to me uh, the only city in that class which is not a capital. Ah, you know if you notice, all of us know that. Everything else is a capital. Yeah. So when the capital is there is a seat of the government, automatically gets the attention. Pune, there is one part. Pune being a well-run city for quite some time has come in its way. Because if you talk, it looks, it's nice. In spite of all this, it is still good. What is not good for Pune is, if you are to have that city deliver what it has delivered so far, mm. If you go with this, the city will go down. I mean, I feel personally that the constitution, while the different parts of the constitution go right from union to states to union territory all the way to panchayat, cities have not been given the power enshrined in the constitution. So, appointment of the city, there is a mayor, but there is an IS officer I'm not saying IS officers are bad, but uh, cities don't have a CEO. Yeah. So that they can build on themselves. Cities need to be a PNL. I completely right. agree. Exactly. I mean, you know, adding, a, I remember when I used to travel in Deccan Queen to Mumbai when I was in TCS, adding a bogey, you have to take permission from Delhi. Why? Really? Yeah. Why do I have to go to do it? If the railway minister has, does not understand Mumbai Pune traffic, <laughs> it can happen, right? Yeah. National politician, not very sensitized, different priorities. So why do why does I think the there is a uh, residue of because we came together under most tragic circumstances as a nation. Centralization is ingrained. Need to tour jayega sab kuch. I think we need to start relaxing now. Yeah. Have more power locally. Mahatma Gandhi said, you know, make the village the most powerful or the uh, entity. I don't think people understood what he was saying. <laughs> Though we have done that, panchayati, all of that stuff is done. Cities need to be more independent, constitutionally supported. No, like I agree. State Ur is, you know. yeah. Urban management is a huge issue. I mean, I'm not an expert in constitution, so I could be, you know, I <laughs> could some, uh, you know, constitutional expert might say, "Tum kya baat kar rahe ho? But mujhe dikhta hai ki Pune doesn't have the, you know, that. If it had a CEO. It would have done very well. A lot of people feel that, you know, that uh, boundaried governance units, whether city or uh, state, etc., like run, or even country, like Singapore is run like a, by a CEO. Exactly. Singapore is run the PNL, and it's it's very clear what the rules are of that Correct. PNL. So, no, but my, my broader point was, we are now making a lot of headway, right? I think infrastructure, by and I talk about this a lot to a lot of people, but who come on the show. But given your passion for nation building mm -hmm. and the fact that you've kind of spent your life building companies, now investing in, in little, companies. In little ways. Yeah, little. Huh. But in India, for India, right. um, we are at a stage where we can slingshot and infrastructure is getting built out. Correct. Roads, payment infra, banking infra, Amazing. All, of that, all of that, right? Yeah. We have a broadly safe borders. We have an amazingly young demographic. Correct. Um, we now have capital. You know, getting richer. Countries getting 
not just government but mm-hmm. of the nation mm-hmm. which includes government mm-hmm. enterprise the people mm-hmm. um and that whole the zeitgeist of what builds the country for the next 25 30 years what would your warnings be like what where do you think we might just go wrong on this what should we be very careful about and i would sort of uh, you know the uh, very broadly See, if you look at it as a game or a sport, take tennis, football, cricket, there comes a time when if you don't do anything haphazard, you will win. That happens. Right? I think we're at that stage. So, very broadly, game is ours to win, basically. Game is ours to lose now. People should not make it more difficult for the government. And we're still in tax, Shurana. All these things. If I have to pay tax, pay tax. Uh, I think most people can, most people who don't pay tax actually can afford it. Afford to pay can tax. afford a lot more. Huh? Give, do that. Uh, you know, don't say that uh, tax kamni karta isli. I have right not to pay tax. You don't have right anything like this. <laughs> you don't really have right. In fact, there is responsibility is ingrained in the constitution. You better do that. So, if you do that and then hold politicians responsible. I am doing my part now. You do your part. See, what is the reason? The best prime minister is handicapped by the rest of the the system. So, if the rest of the system plays little bit of a tango, uh, you know, you take real estate industry, manufacturing industry, you take uh, retail industry, you take the infrastructure, logistics, IT, all of these industries coming together. Uh, just be normal law-abiding citizens, law-abiding. Build that mindset. It'll make it easy for the government. It'll also put moral pressure on the government not to do anything. They say, if you do that, I think we will get the trillion faster. Uh, more important, if you get to the trillion, but you are able to lift the rest. I'm saying, you know, today I always feel that jobs will be created by small companies. I'm not only saying startups, entrepreneurs. Okay. You know, if I, I have an engineering company which is, say, 10 crore, and because of the opportunity I'm making 150 crore, I'm going to employ some people. Okay. And say 10,000 of them, five, a million of them do it, I think the jobs will come. No, SMEs and MSMEs are the big value. We'll not only create jobs in India, we'll create jobs outside also. Okay. So, but we have to stay disciplined on that. So, both sides, government and this thing, 50 50. Okay. I'm saying I think government has done a lot. Government needs to do a lot. I'm not denying that. People also need to now start playing like a first world society. First world means don't break the law. Don't think, you know, you're at the receiving end. Don't expect too much. Step out and do things yourself. At least those of us who can. Yeah. Then we'll lift everybody else. Do you think it's a mindset issue for India, which is like lot colonialized, colonialized poor? Mindset issue, hey. Mindset issue, hey. आप दुकान में जाओ तो सर आपको जीएसटी भरना है कि नहीं 
यू नाइट गेट क्यों नहीं भरना है क्यों जस्ट दी अदर डे यू नो वी वर इन दिन दॉप टैक्स क्यों नहीं भरना टैक्स क्यों नहीं देते हो तुम एंड देर आर एज वी कॉल दाइज वन ऑफ दम दे विल क्वेश्चन टैक्स का कुछ फायदा तो होता नहीं है एंड देर फॉर आई एम एप्रोगेटिंग टू नॉट पेइंग हु गेव यू द राइट वेन यू हैव अ हाउस एंड विच इज बींग प्रोटेक्टेड देर इज पुलिस अराउंड राइट रोज आपके ऑन द रोड वी वी आर लिविंग इन अ रीजनेबली सेफ राइट सो सम गवर्नमेंट इज आई थिंक वी नीड टू टेक अ स्लाइटली मोर ब्रॉडर व्यू वेयर वी आर आई थिंक क्रिकेट इज अ गुड यू नो दिस दैट होल टीम कम्स टूगेदर की आर नाउ इज आवर टाइम नाउ नेक्स्ट टू सेशंस एंड यू टेक सम यू नो लाइक द ऑस्ट्रेलिया वैन अश्विन एंड टूक ब्लोज पुजारा टूक द ब्लोज दे वर टेकिंग फिजिकल ब्लोज ऑन द बॉडी टू विन अ मैच फॉर इंडिया right to take some blows do something paying tax you don't like it but it still pay it yeah. pay the tax abide by the law don't simple i am not asking very big thing don't break the uh, you know red light you will build a temperament of following the law temperament of following the law puts pressure on public servants politicians Because they will not do it if they know the people are going to reject them. That's the power of democracy, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I agree. A little bit utopian it might sound, but you see, Japanese, you know, they've gone up and down, but the law breaking is very minimal there at the bottom level. Yeah. So the average person on the road, and it doesn't. You're right. You're right. But in India, it's 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 when it like we have so many other problems, right? I think. We always we because we have been so resource starved for so long, but not anymore now. We still have this conditioning to be front in the line. Ki khatam ho jayega, hamko dud chahiye. For example, have you seen like when Indian airlines are boarding at international airports? I was saying change that mindset. It no, those are the rich people. Imagine Heathrow or Chicago or New York. These are people Indians who are there. Are rich Indians? Correct. By every measure, they're rich because exactly. they're they're taking an international flight. But when that flight is boarding, you all congregate at the entry as if if I don't get in the full plane, is leaving without me. <laughs> leaving without me, or my bag will not get there. If at the very top, that conditioning is there, how is it? It's very hard to expect people, the average Indian person, to not feel resource starved and want to grab their share and save that tax, etc. You get to number one spot. You need to do something different. As a nation, as a society, we have aspiration to get. to the top right hmm? we are getting there now what do we have to do i mean we always discuss is i am at this level of growth yeah i need to go to the next level and we you have done that i have done that we question our team we try to say what has brought us here will not take us forward this is a very you know all ceos all of us think yahan tak to aage iske aage ka rasta kaisa hai it's a it's a thought in every ceo's mind for a ceo it's 100 people 1000 people 10000 One forty crore people, so that is where the political leadership comes <laughs> in. I mean, they they have a hard task, and prime minister has the hardest task in front <clears throat> of the prime minister. <clears throat> But you can only do so much unless you are helped by others. See, very few times people like Gandhi come on the face of the earth to mobilize big time on a disruptive idea. See. The reason I feel always awed by Mahatma Gandhi was he he took exactly the opposite view. 
not so formally educated person very wise then you might find someone who's educated but not so wise on these things current civil i mean i've seen that you know this happens so i think that environment has to be created that environment has to be created and sometimes it does get created just to give you an idea of uh, if you look at it industry it is broadly i'm not saying everything is 100% but broadly formed on the merit a uh, good professionalism globally competitive and clean business practices zero corruption zero corruption all of this stuff there so when you deal with the government that's what they expect i'll give you an example when we started mojo networks we were in a clutch of apartments we had taken them like a classical garage where uh, in aunt pune ah. now इलेक्ट्रिसिटी बिल उस जमाने में इलेक्ट्रिसिटी बिल आता था फिजिकली यू गो एंड फेट फॉर महाराष्ट्र इलेक्ट्रिसिटी बोर्ड का बिल ही नहीं आया दो महीना तीन महीना हो गया सो आई टोल्ड माय आवर एडमिन कि अरे बिल नहीं आया कुमार नो सागर गान सागर हाँ कि काट देंगे आके नहीं तो एंड देन वी आर रनिंग आवर सर्वर्स एंड दिस एंड आई डोंट वॉन्ट टू सो ही वेंट एन अप्रोच कि वी नीड अ बिल इंडियन शॉप अगेन सो आई सेट सागर मेक श्योर दैट इट डजेंट Make it again. Wrote it got <clears throat> somewhere communicated to their fire the squad that finally cuts the electricity. So those guys came, boom, 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 uh, and they go to a place where several notices have happened. You are stealing the electricity, or and they finally cut the cord. Ah, and they came, and uh, so what happened? and i i told them look we are looking for a bill <laughs> you know what he said sai mala maiti asta ki it company me alos nasto it company me asa kadi hot nahi you say in hindi what he said mar ki agar mujhe malum hota ki ye software it company hai to main yahan aata hi nahi hum to connection cut karne jaate hain jab badmash log hote hain i said thank you very much for thinking like that so that is the environment that is you know that's their perception so if you ask me is entire it uh, there will be some outra- uh, you know outliers and all there with some people like that by and large an industry has been created where people believe it is run merit merit and we are seeing the uh, the you know it's become international we bring foreign exchange we have created indians who are globally competitive now we brought wealth you know and not just the software companies but the whole ecosystem of vendors who service the it companies 
and simple seals. We were all programmers, debugging. Uh, you know, few of my friends who went on to become CEOs, we would go to Samrat at uh, Air India building near. Rat ko 9 computer milne wala hai, the program debug karte the, wahan jaake we used to take the output. Uh, you know, so we were all, you know, basically straightforward uh, professionals. Uh, you know, industry grew. Also, other thing I must share with you is that what <clears throat> see last 50 years has seen amazing growth of computing as right from uh, calculators to scientific computing to uh, mainframe computing to some breakthrough and I want to go into the kind of technology breakthroughs that came about. Uh, computing has gone from that to now the mobile in our hand. Uh, this whole 50 years saw that. Software was critical piece and India plugged in that in a big time. Correct. Right? And that's how the growth happened. I personally feel we have just begun. The journey of computing is only 50% done. Next 50 years we'll see some amazing stuff happened. Now at that stage you have to play with that mindset. You can't play with a colonial uh, defeatist mindset. Nahi yoga. Rade pada jo Rotla mat You have to figure it out. Especially people younger generation doesn't have the handicaps, right? Some of us remember that, but let's let's you know let's not let's forget that and be the part of the game. If fifty percent, I mean, other day I was in a conference. I said, uh, you know, fifty percent of population is going to live in cities in thirty years. I said, why do we need cities? With technology, with digitization, the concept of city can disappear and give uniform population everywhere. We know landmass. Enough landmass. So think, I'm not saying that is the right solution, but it's not even out of the box. Infra development will lead to that in some way. Will somewhere lead some to decongestion that. and moving. Decongestion will happen, all that. And I'm saying maybe cities also come up. I'm not saying that. But change, change the rules of the game, see what is needed, and play to that to become. Mm -hmm. See, you don't become leader until you do something different. That India, for example, has four metros and maybe. 20 dear one town. China, for example, has 15 metros and 100 dear one exactly. So, the moment you become, the country progresses, infra development happens, True. cities decongest and you have mini cities and kind of places. Like and, Europe also, I think, yeah. sort of, you know, that. So, it could happen in India also. And I think it will make life better. Much better. better. Agriculture, I think, is time has come. Yeah. Yeah, I think this time has come. So people are tired of but small land holding. A lot of those issues are there which kind of prevent mechanization. So now we're to see what what that's it exactly we have to figure out, tell people that small land holdings don't work. So solve the problem. Let's consolidation. Yeah, consolidation. And farmers are not stupid. <laughs> they they know economics very well and they're the hardest hit you. So I think somewhere we are a country in motion. But uh, I think accelerating that is important. Are you positive about the future? I'm very positive about the future. I'm very positive. That's why you do all this angel investing with the speed of With the angel investing? See, in spite of all this, not so perfect governments, huh? changing political landscapes, different prime ministers, different, all the with all the experiments we have come this far, why would I not be optimistic? <laughs> no, I agree. So this has been an amazing conversation. I think. Uh, every time we do dinner table conversations about politics, and I always feel that this should happen in the barber shop. It's finally happened in the barber shop. <laughs> yeah, it was wonderful. But uh, 
we have a lot of fans of you in the office and around who have been wanting to see so I'm sure they'll be very excited to see but I think we've just scratched the surface, scratched the surface. because we've spoken about politics and constitution and history of India which is important given we're you just probably 0.00001% because you, you recall uh. I created these notes and uh, I was just going through my own memories uh. but didn't want to completely depend on my memories so I wrote down uh, how <laughs> Indian constitution has imbibed and embellished ideas in other constitution. Take the British UK constitution, the American constitution, the Irish constitution. Uh, you know what we have done better, and how uh, all of that we are in the in that league where design constitution. By the way, UK doesn't have a. It's a constitution which is evolved based on conventions instead of. But they never had a but one big event like America or India where constitution was same. They have this convention and convention all that. It's not even written, right? <clears throat> is it, it documented or it's? It's uh, not. It is a combination, as I understand, of many conventions. But the conventions are they written anywhere? They're not. Some of them. Anywhere. There are some documents and but and there are some. So British have worked. It's worked very well for them. Hmm. So it's not written in the sense. Uh, you know, there's a preamble, somebody designed the preamble, uh, we the people, all that stuff is not there. But India has it, uh, US obviously has it. There's a difference though, I'll just before we... See, US, when it came to becoming a nation, it said all men are created equal. That means the creator has given you status. The state doesn't give you. In India, the state is ensuring that. What did India say? India said, we the we are giving ourselves this constitution. All we Indians the, are equal. All in, uh, so we have, uh, you know, in preamble, the equality, justice, fraternity, all of this stuff. Then, 42nd Amendment in 76. I was not for it, but now I feel some of it is good. Uh, socialist was in, introduced. Uh, unity and I think integrity was introduced very, very recently. So, but I think the original preamble was good. The state is giving you equality, fraternity and everything. In US saying that we were created equal. Nobody, even state doesn't do it. We were created equal as men. All men are created equal. Mm. Or all human beings are created equal to be, you know, gender. So, these are profound things, I think, you know, maybe I studied and I became very conscious of it and I like what we have. Little bit of it in every Indian, I think, will make Indian behave. Tax nature, I, 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 all this stuff. You know, the little, little people do it because they don't see anything else. Yeah. Maybe we should get our schools to do a better job of telling what we have done. You know, sometimes they, as you yourself told me once when you were in seventh or eighth grade, that Marx Lanikli, I read this, but for history, I read the other book. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I felt good that you knew the real history versus the, but I think the real history should be taught. Should be taught. Yes, absolutely. I completely agree with you. Given, like, every time I've seen you, whether, whether you were a very, very nascent entrepreneur fighting with customs to your stories in, you know, in your childhood and so on, you've never compromised on principle and integrity. Zero. 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 Ever. Ever since. And, uh, I think that you have done that when you were privileged 
and made your own money and you did that when you were you did not have correct anything shows that it is possible for a nation who is who is growing to behave first world correct. and aspire to be that way even though today things might be difficult it is possible to do it and see indians are very emotional so mm-hmm. a lot of people will be watching will be like he is a ceo huh? he is super rich but that's not the case no. you will not steal tax not because you don't need it but you didn't do it even before it was not an option you know and give you an example i think when i was in 7th or 8th somewhere 5th 6th 7th mm-hmm. uh, i must have got some insanely good marks for whatever reason <laughs> and so our our school headmaster came home and congratulated told your dadi you know he's doing well you know, <laughs> your dadi told me two things ki beta kitne bhi bade baro पैर जमीन पे होने चाहिए आई मीन नो ईगो नो एरोगेंस सेकेंड इज वेन इट कम्स टू एथिक्स नीति इसको कभी कॉम्प्रोमाइज वेन यू आर ए चाइल्ड मदर टेल्स यू दैट इट हैज ए लास्टिंग इम्प्रेशन ऑन यू सो यू नो आई थिंक मे बी सम ऑफ दीज थिंग्स केम अबाउट आई थिंक वी वर वेन आई वॉज ग्रोइंग ऑफ शांतनु मनी वॉज नॉट देयर बट कम्युनिटी well-being encouragement genuineness existed it exists today also but today we are we also have prosperity at least some good part of india has prosperity i mean a lot of people have been lifted out of poverty line i mean if you see the service providers today yeah. uh, you know mahadev kaka our driver yeah. his both children have done very well yeah pranthi's son uh, you know he is is you know he probably will lift their parents out absolutely the kids lift their parents the parents themselves become aware of it so i think it's not just you know getting a iit or something everybody i think we have a chance to be disciplined focused and make for the next 10 15 years amazing i think our next episode should be on the journey of it industry tech mahindra then starting up and then exiting that that 40 years would be a great episode to i didn't we didn't get into it a lot today we just kind of drew parallels that, yeah. to india but i think india has been a huge topic of congruence amongst people who come in the barber shop so i thought given what we speak about at home bring you in to talk about that would be amazing just <laughs> a more historic and you know yeah evolution of the country standpoint so that's been amazing and you know just to give you an idea people talk about subhash chandra bose versus nehru savarkar versus gandhi and there are books i mean there is a bose and nehru parallel lives and you see their letters to each other i would be ashamed to say that they were against each other yeah you know there was a different level of things so the country came first country came first for them a country came first i think differences will always be there i think we need to put them aside and move move forward it was a pleasure having you at the barbershop i hope you enjoyed the discussion oh i mean it's always you know we <laughs> do it in bits and pieces at home but this was very good i hope uh, you know your viewers like it well, it's different sure. than what you've been doing but yeah i would know i think they will lap it up thanks, <laughs> thanks shantanu thanks. amazing thank you so much thanks. take care